If I were Satan, I would want to be enthroned at the Vatican. And we're back with another episode of the Carolina Snowflakes podcast. This is episode 100 of the wow. Carolina Snowflakes podcast. Woo. So we had a couple of side episodes, but this is officially our 100th episode. Go us. Uh, yeah, so uh, that's pretty cool. Mm. 100 episodes. I wouldn't have thought we would have got this far. No. I honestly didn't. <laughs> I didn't Who knew we it. had 100 things to talk about? Uh, I've, yeah, and we got more. <laughs> I've got more than a hundred things to talk about. I'm sure. But, you know, right now it's Christmas time. We're recording this as Christmas Eve Eve. So I just wanted to wish everyone a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Seasons Greetings, or whatever thing you want. Kwanzaa. (laughs) Any of them. Boxing Day. Yeah, whatever. Have a happy time. Happy time, everyone. (laughs) Happy time. If... You know, it's pretty funny to me because last week we were we were talking about Christmas and we got sidetracked into into talking about demons. Yeah, uh, because Joe Biden put a a demon in the White House, right, for Christmas, for Christmas, as you do. Mm-hmm. And that really kind of I liked that idea because I feel like you know there's a lot of things you can talk about for the Christmas season and demons get left out a lot. They do. But I feel like Christmas is a good time to talk about demons. I know it really puts me in the mood. Yeah. For the holidays. Yeah. The, the, I mean, if the reason for the season isn't Jesus, then it's demons. Yeah. In my opinion. So that's what we're going to be talking about. Uh, this episode is going to be called uh, Diabolic Influence with Exorcist Chad Ripperger. Yeah. So, you know, if you want a, a little teaser, a little idea of what's to come, here's a, here's a little tiny clip for you. If I were Satan, I would want to be enthroned at the Vatican. If I was Satan, I would want to be enthroned in the Vatican. What about you? Uh, it's where I'd be. Yeah, so that's... For sure. <laughs> yeah, the Vatican. I mean, of course. Obs. So, <laughs> Obs. <laughs> so that was our, that was our friend uh, that we, we, we stumbled onto last week. Our new friend, yeah, the, the exorcist. The good Dr. Taylor Marshall. Oh, that guy, yeah. Yeah, that was who said that. He's a, he's a Catholic YouTuber and podcaster with quite a presence... In the religious community of Catholicism. Uh, Last week we covered the news of Jill Biden's uh, White House decorations. And we discovered that he has quite a catalog of videos and podcasts. The good doctor does. Um, And once we found it, we promised that we would cover his interview with the leading exorcist in the United States. Chad Ripperger. (laughs) First of all, he's a Chad. His name is Chad. Yeah, I mean, oh. Yeah, so we're going to get it right off the bat. This guy, I'm just calling him Chad. Does he is he a priest? He is. So he's Father Chad? Yes, Father Chad Ripperger. <laughs> Father Chad. He has the collar, he's got a really bald head. He's probably in his mid to late fifties mm. glasses. Other than that, he just looks like a priest. Um now I was quite excited to cover this because uh in its beginning part it gets me like super, super hyped because Dar- Dr. Marshall is gonna like open up how what he wants to talk about in this interview. And it, it got me super hyped. So I feel like this is a good place to start. Today, we're going to talk up to a real exorcist. And we're going to talk about diabolic influence and uh, questions surrounding that possession, obsession, binding prayers, minor exorcisms, major exorcisms. Hopefully, I have time to go through all of that. Father Chad Ripperger, how are you today? Very good. Thanks for having me back. I appreciate it. 
<laughs> All right, so that's... <laughs> I'm so in. Yeah, that's, that's how it starts. I didn't know that there was a difference. There, there was yeah. minor and major. I know. So we, we have diabolic influence, yes. possession, obsession, obsession, binding prayers, minor and major exorcisms that they're going to go over. I'm so... That, I'm, I'm ready. That had to be super hyped. Like, I don't know what half of that shit means, but I want to know. Yeah. And so, like, at this point, I've decided that, like, if they don't get to all of these in the next two hours that this interview is, I'm going to be pissed off. <laughs> you lie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the interview starts, and they, they feel the need to start with an Our Father prayer in Latin, which I'm not going to play. It's... It's creepy because it's in Latin and they're like each doing lines from it. So it's it's weird. But it, it thematically was a good choice. It sets the tone. Right. Well, yeah. The whole like Latin, mm-hmm. your exorcism mm-hmm. kind of that. Well, it's like the movie. Like yeah, the exorcist. Yeah. yeah. Like, hey, bro, let's 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 talk Latin to each other real quick. Do a quick uh, our father, you know, to get things started because we're about to get into some demonic shit. Right. Yeah. It's so it's you know, it's it's pretty interesting. It's smart thematically. Uh, they bullshit small talk for a second, and then the good doctor decides it's time to get into the stuff they decided from the very beginning they were going to talk about, which I appreciate. So thank you to the good doctor for this one, <laughs> because he gets right into the stuff. All right. First off, before we start talking about diabolic influence, exorcisms, I'm surprised, Father, by the amount of people, even Catholics, who don't know what a demon is. Right. What are the origins of demons and what are demons? All right, nice. Yeah, I really appreciate that. Uh, yeah. Because I paused it here to see if you could if you could uh, hazard a guess, Amanda. Uh, do you know what demons are? Um, well, I know that according to certain folks, I am a demon. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a lefty liberal. Yeah, yeah. According to MAGA folks, you are a demon. I am a demon. Yeah, or possessed by a demon. We're not sure. Well, one or the other. It depends on their uh, mm-hmm. particular branch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, theologically, what what would you say a demon was? Um, this is purely just a guess. Mm-hmm. I am not a biblical scholar, but yeah. I'm gonna just assume that maybe it's like a like a fallen angel or a ghost or something. <laughs> okay. well, <that's laughs> I don't a, know, like poltergeist. That's a pretty good guess. I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Chad uh, Chad describe and see, and we'll see if you're right. Right. The origins of demons and what are demons. Well, as I talk about in the book, it's basically um, demons are fallen angels. That is, uh, when they were originally created, they were created in a state of innocence. They were holy. They actually had sanctifying grace. St. Thomas even says that they infused virtues of faith, hope, and charity, um, which was necessary in relationship to um, being able to have knowledge of the Blessed Trinity and the Incarnation. And um, so St. Thomas says there's three instances. He says the first instance they're created in this perfect act of knowing. Then they make a choice. And then uh, that's the second instance, and then that choice is either to follow what God has asked of them or not, their assigned task, which is their nature. Um, and if not, then they um, they reject him, and then St. Thomas says in the third instance they're immediately damned or they're immediately rewarded with the beatific vision. So it's a sequence of things that happens very rapidly, but basically the demons are the ones who refuse their assigned task, that is, their fallen angels. All right, you, you nailed it. They're so fallen I was pre- angels. Yeah, I was pretty close. I didn't know all the ins and outs. I had no idea that it was because God gave them a to-do list. Yeah, I think it's pretty clear that angels are like, they're just, uh, you know, demons are just angels who uh, didn't feel like doing what God yeah, asked Yeah, God's to like, do. all right, here's a list of things I need you to pick up for me. Yeah, and the <laughs> angels are like, ah. And the angels are like, I don't think so. Yeah. Mm-mm. So I find it weird that angels can be like, nah, I don't feel like God, what God is telling me to do. Instead, I'm going to just fuck off to hell. 
But that's. <laughs> I'm gonna fuck off that. <laughs> but apparently that's how it works, and that's where demons come from. <laughs> so I find that interesting. Um, we're in luck though, because like, I, I, literally the next question is like, why would God do this? Which I think is a good question because mm-hmm. like. I don't understand if God's making them, if God's the one being like, hey, I made this angel to do this thing, how it could just be like, no, nah, I'm going to fuck yeah, off. Yeah, why, why would they have free will to <laughs> yeah. say no? Yeah, like, it's, a, it's a really good question. And so that's the next thing that uh, the good doctor asks. And uh, Chad is, our boy Chad, he's ready for it. And he, I find it really funny how he answers this one. So this is Chad's answer to the question of why does God let them become demons? I think it really just boils down to, well, there's several reasons. Actually, I go into the number of different reasons, especially in relationship to possession. Why does God allow possession? Because there's a whole um, series of reasons. But I, throughout the book, I talk about why God allows it. And usually the real moral to the story is, um, A, to test us, but B, also to increase our virtue. So when we're attacked with by demons, um, we have to kind of come up to speed. If, they, if demons weren't in our life, people would be pretty spiritually mediocre i think overall and i think that's the one of the primary reasons all right (laughs) so wait no Mm -hmm. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. so (laughs) so god Mm -hmm. makes demons or allows the existence of demons because Mm -hmm. they keep things interesting yeah and they it's basically what it boils down yeah they make us have to fight demons yep (laughs) which is pretty cool pretty cool so, yeah, it's like germs. We totally need to practice fighting the demons or else we get spiritually weak. <laughs> Just like germs. It's like a convenient reason for bad things to happen, isn't uh-huh, it? Uh-huh, yeah. yeah. So, like, this kind of logic leads straight into, like, men should be in charge of women because somehow it makes women stronger by having men run their lives, mm-hmm. uh, which is exactly what I think these asshats believe. I'm actually certain that it's what they believe. Uh-huh. So it's this type of logic that lets you get there. Right. It's, it's, it's the same logic of like, oh, by hurting someone, you're making them stronger. Right. It's somehow necessary. Mm-hmm. And that's what God does. So it's totally cool for us. He said we'd be spiritually mediocre. Mm-hmm. So basically, you can only really be worshiping God if you're getting attacked by demons. <laughs> yeah. Which is the, yeah, it's the same logic they use to oppress women and minorities, in my opinion. That's fascinating. That's what's happening there. So. You know, I also, he brought up his book. I I feel the need to bring this up. He wrote a book that's called Diabolic Influence, Mm. and it's 800 pages long. Mm -mm. Nope. But he wrote two (laughs) versions. He wrote a clergy version and a layperson version. And the layperson version is much shorter and has a different name. It probably has pictures. Yeah. (laughs) It's interesting. The clerical version has no cover art, nothing. It just says the name on the spine, and that's it. It's just a black book. But the oh, one he released for lay people has a cover art and everything like that is much shorter. Yeah. So, you know, he, he this dude, he wrote an 800-page book about this. He knows his audience, he okay? Could, he could talk about this for a long time. Well, you can tell. He just, he just oozes mm-hmm. some kind of knowledge. Yeah. It's not good knowledge. It's though. like whatever you want to call it, but he yeah. seems to know a lot about it. Yeah. We're going to find... He, he knows a whole lot. We're going we're gonna to learn some more from our chat here, so... Like, the next thing they do is they talk about satanic ritual abuse, which oh. is uh, basically satanic panic shit from the early 80s to mid-90s, essentially. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was, you know, that, oh, there's these rituals, these satanic people that do yeah. rituals, and they hurt and abuse little kids, and 
it's it's it has some Q overtones actually, and mm-hmm. they, they talk about it and they say it's like a powerful people are using ritual abuse to to stay in power. So it has like not only satanic panic vibes, but like Q overtones, which is you know I find a little bit interesting. Um, Doctor Marshall says that they're not going to go into lurid details, but. That would be disappointing until he immediately breaks his own rule. which And goes into Laura details. Yeah, which makes me happy. I love it when somebody <laughs> says, we're not going to go into Laura details right before going into Laura details. Which is exactly what he does. So thanks to the good doctor on that one. Do you recall, it was about almost two years ago now, there was that priest who was caught. He was on the altar yeah. uh, fornicating with the two satanic women who had flown in for this purpose and they were videoing it to project it somewhere else. So Correct. here's a Catholic priest with two yes. witches, sorceresses, uh, doing some kind of sex magic on the altar of the church. I think the bishop had the altar burnt. But this is the kind mm. of thing we're talking about, right? Yeah, it is. Wow. Yeah. Two sorceresses. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tell me more. He got pretty lurid, doctor, there, didn't he? Yeah, and that was that was pretty. Let's not get into lurid details. So this priest was fucking two witches and filming it on an on altar. the altar. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah, I found that funny. Also, apparently, yeah, witches and sorceresses, I guess, interchangeable. Interchangeable. Yeah, and I, he said they flew in. Does he mean on a broom or like on I a don't, plane? He didn't say. He didn't clarify. I assume a broom. Or, and I guess, two. The next question I had is, that priest sounds pretty rad, actually. Yeah, what a baller. <laughs> I mean, he was, like, going on to witchesonly.com and picking up chicks <laughs> and banging them on the altar just to be, like, uber-blasphemous. Yeah. That's 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 a commitment to blasphemy you have to admire, I have to say. Yeah. <laughs> witchesonly.com. Mm. <laughs> Boom, I wrote that joke. Take that, Greg Gutfeld. <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> It gets, uh, Chad has a tendency to ramble a little bit, if you haven't noticed. And well, yeah. It, that 800 pages. Yeah, he wrote an 800 page book. So he rambles a little bit and he continues to explain that like sometimes priests are satanic before they become priests and they become priests in order to like double down on their blasphemy. Uh-huh. And that other times it's good priests who get sucked into the satanic side of things like the same way political corruption happens. Mm-hmm. They just sort of become in love with power. But he says it in like, it takes him 10 minutes to say it, so. <laughs> I, I, I <laughs> this just, is the Cliff's Notes. <laughs> yeah, I just kind of breeze through that because it's dumb. <laughs> so the next interesting question that comes up, it is a bit rambly, but there are some odd things that uh, the doctor throws out in this question that made me do a double take. So, d- yeah, this is a weird question. Yeah. Uh, speaking of that, you know, a lot of Malachi Martin and others have talked about that at some point, in the 60s, there was some sort of enthronement of Satan or diabolical right. infiltration. Uh, I hint at it in my book, Infiltration, but I don't go too far on it because I don't know the details. That something happened in the Vatican where you have Freemasons, occultists, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call these people, they're definitely under the influence of Satan, enthroning Satan. Now, what does that mean? You know, you talk about people can be possessed, animals, right, can have demons in them, places, right. homes. What does it mean right. to enthrone? If that's uh, true, what would that what would that even mean? Yeah, so that question was a bit rambly. It was kind of all over the place. Uh, yeah. But I did find some interesting things in there. Animals and places can have demons in them. Who knew? Yeah, I didn't know that. That's pretty interesting. And like Freemasons are under the influence of Satan. Who that, knew? That was news. Um <laughs> 
The answer Chad gives to this question is rambling and stupid, so I didn't include it, but it boils down to saying that enthroning a place to Satan, which was the question, what does enthroning mean? Uh-huh. It means to say that Satan is the king of it. This somehow gives Satan power. Oh, right. And they enthrone places to the sacred heart in the Catholic Church, which is to give it to God. So it's just some way to basically say this place is where Satan gets power from or something. Mm, it's, mm-hmm. I don't really exactly know, but it's real dumb and stupid. <laughs> I know that much. Uh, as they talk about Satanists giving Satan power over places, Dr. Marshall does something that honestly should have made Chad afraid. Like, this next thing should have scared Chad. Um, he makes a statement that it both it's not a question, and it may reveal his true intentions. Oh, okay. So, here we have that. I would if if I were Satan, I would want to be enthroned at the Vatican. That'd be my my front yes. row seat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so that's where that clip so came is, from. So he's a little bit jealous. Yeah, he's like he's like, look, man, if I was gonna enthrone Satan somewhere, I would totally do it at the Vatican. Since you just explained to me that that's what enthroning Satan means, and he's like, yep. Well, he also said, if I were Satan, mm-hmm. which is a weird way to a weird. He's weird. like, yeah, man, if I was in charge of things as I should be. Mm-hmm. So I find that I find that interesting. And Chad handles himself pretty calmly and explains to the good doctor that he could have said this differently and maybe it would have came off a little less crazy. <laughs> and this is how he decides to word it. Um, it would be naive. Let me just put it this way. It would be naive for people in the church to not think that the primary target of the Satanists wouldn't be the Vatican. I mean, they're just going to go after it to the degree that they can. So he's like, yes, yeah, but let me word it. Yeah, where I'm not saying if I was Satan. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Well, let me not put myself in the role of Satan here. Yeah, I got to give Chad props for calmly being like, <laughs> let's not say if I was Satan, I would take the Vatican <laughs> and instead say it a little differently. I find that part really, really funny. So that's what happens. The next session of the interview is pretty boring for a while. It's just more about places being taken for Satan. And uh, I want, like, at this point, I'm like, I want details about this dude exercising demons. Yeah, how, did he, about how do you get to be number one? Yeah, exactly. I still want to know. This is what I want to know. So in order to solve that mystery, we're going to skip the boring talk about places being possessed because I just don't really care that much. He talks about a portal. Uh, it doesn't make any sense. And then um, it takes some time, but then eventually, by the grace of God, <laughs> we get this awesome series of questions. And I say series of questions because he can't ask one question. He asks him like seven. Mm-hmm. So here, here that goes. A lot of people ask, you know, okay, are these people just with like, they're schizophrenic? How do you know there's really a demon there? Obviously, if a person's, you know, cursing you out in ancient Greek or Latin or Hebrew, that's a pretty good sign. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe you could talk about demons speaking languages. You have a section on that in the book. Um, but also, how? what's the process to discern? Is this person uh, having a psychological fit, or is there actual personality, a person, a demon present in this person? So how do you know? Oh, my God. So many words. Yeah, I know. I, I, like I said, fuck. This is what I wrote. Fuck it is annoying that he asks like three questions at a time in a shotgun manner. But these are good questions. And Chad has the answers, yeah. but it's fucking annoying how he does that. Right. Oh, God, it bothers me. But so the clip, this next clip is going to be a little bit longer, and there's going to be, he's going to ramble like he, like Chad tends to do, mm-hmm. but he has a joke in it oh. that he sets up as a joke, which makes the whole thing worth it. So this clip's a little longer, but it'll pay off in the end. We have what we call primary signs and secondary signs. So the primary signs 
are those things which human beings are incapable of doing. And there's essentially three of them. The first is speaking languages they don't know. So, uh, and this is not, um, this is, you see this from time to time. Um, sometimes exorcists will mistakenly think, especially when they're first starting out as an exorcist, that, well, if I speak to you in Latin and the demon, and if you're possessed and you should be able to talk to me in Latin, that's not necessarily how it works because Christ actually does restrict the demons on what languages they can use, how much they can use of it, etc. So um, you'll get people who are clearly possessed because there's other preternatural signs, but they, they only will speak to you in English. Um, I jokingly tell people that I actually had one demon would only speak in Latin. So whenever I would use, for example, if I, my grammar wasn't perfect, so if I used the, the data or the accusative when I should have used the ablative or something in some, you know, uh, declension or something like that, he would just act like he didn't have to pay any attention to me. Right. So, um, <laughs> but, uh, and I, I thought to, at one point I wanted to say to him, you know, you're a little uppity for a guy who's taking a beating, but. Yeah. So apparently demons are grammar Nazis. Yeah. There's a, yep. That's they the take joke. their Latin very seriously. The joke is that he had a demon <laughs> who didn't acknowledge him when he didn't use perfect grammar. He was grammar. like, I'm speaking to you. And, and he was like, like, nope. Buddy, I've been stomping you up and down with the power of the Lord. You got a lot of gall for someone who's getting his butt kicked. <laughs> That's the joke. Mm. It was terrible. And you could see his rambling. Like, good Lord. Yeah, I know. He's just... Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I know. Which kind of sucks. Yeah. It's kind of disappointing in a way because I want him to answer these questions and not ramble like he does. It also makes it really hard to cut clips, which was annoying to me while I was making this. I liked how he pointed out that though that there's like you got to start somewhere. Like yeah. if you're getting you're like newbie exorcists, mm-hmm. like they might how do confused. you like how does this happen? I don't know, but you might be like, okay, so if 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 I talk to it in Latin. It, it should know Latin, but it doesn't. Uh-huh. And then they're like, oh, maybe they're not really possessed. But they were but the they whole were time. Because cause demons have restrictions. Right. And sometimes they only speak English. Sometimes. It's like, it's like. But he uh, said Christ puts the restrictions on them, which I found weird. But how, so like, that's one of Jesus's job. Like, but how do you get started? My question, I still don't understand this yeah. in terms of like, it reminds me of like going to med school Right, and then you have to pick your specialty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and how do you pick in the world of of priestness? Decide you're gonna be an your, exorcist. Your exorcism is your specialty. I imagine <laughs> it's a funny word, but I imagine at seminary school, <laughs> Se- yeah, seminary. It's like Harry Potter. Like they divide them up. They're like you're a you're a Hufflepuff, so you go over here and do exorcism. Slytherin. You're a Slytherin, so you do whatever. Yeah. You're a Gryffindor, and so you're gonna do whatever. Is uh, that? But then, how do they? I mean, that's I how just, I imagine it works. I really very am much curious. like Harry Potter. I'm just those are curious. the only three ones that I know. If there's more, I apologize. Oh, whatever. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. <laughs> Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> Harry Potter fans out there. Yeah, sorry about that, but. I don't know. I, that's my guess as to how it works. You, so you just show up and they're like, all right. <laughs> Maybe if you have a certain like. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to get at. Like, is there a, is there a trait you have? Yeah. That makes you better suited for I exorcisms? I don't know. Maybe he'll get to that. I mean, the interview is long. Oh, yeah. Okay. So like the next thing he does is explain like the primary ways of distinct distinguishing a demon are them like knowing Shit that they wouldn't know. Yeah. And then he says there's three categories of that, which is kind of a misnomer. But what he means is that, like, sometimes they'll know shit about you personally. 
Sometimes they'll know shit about history that they shouldn't know. Sometimes they'll know languages they shouldn't know. And sometimes they'll know theology they shouldn't know. So it's people who will know, who weren't Catholic, who will somehow know this like really in-depth how many angels can dance on the head of a pen theology dogma right. from Catholicism. Uh-huh. And they wouldn't have any reason for knowing that. Uh, okay. So those are the three classes of primary ways of distinguishing. What if they were just really smart? Yeah, well, he, he kind of talks about that in the sense of, like, if they were really smart, then it doesn't count. It has to only... It but if only you're counts. the exorcist, you don't... How do you know? You haven't right. been around. You, like, they could just be really smart, and you're like, nope, they're clearly possessed. Right. <laughs> like, right. But well, they're not. He's not going to deal with that argument. Oh. He's more dealing with the argument of whether or not they're psychologically... I was thinking maybe he would give them some kind of a test. Yeah, you would think. Like, let's measure your IQ or something here Mm. before we begin. No, it's more just like (laughs) your opinion of what they should or shouldn't know. Oh, good. It's kind of at the the exorcist discretion. Love it. Mm -hmm. So he kind of glosses and rambles through this next thing, which blows my mind because... If this were true, this would be the only thing I would focus on. And he just kind of glosses through it, which I can't understand. So this next thing, if, if it was true, it would be the whole point of the interview to me. And then the last category is kind of a catch-all category, which is those things that are beyond human capacity. So things like superhuman strength. The one that we most see the most often is what we call morphing, which they change shape. Um, and that's the one that you tend to see most of the time. Um, and these are not just, you know, people making faces. This is structural changes and things looking like, you know, people changing into, uh, animals and things of that sort. Um, but it all, what about head spinning around? You know, I've never seen any of that kind of thing. (laughs) I mean, they do do things that are physically, they, they appear to be physically impossible, right? Like certain kinds of contortions and things like that. And you're just like, yeah, that's not, that's not human. Right. Um, but uh, sometimes people, they'll say, well, if you're levitating, then that's a sign of possession. And that's not actually true. That, levitation is one of those things that um, you can have levitation if you're in a building that's possessed and the, the person's being dragged around the room or levitated in the room. So that can be a sign of buildings possessed. It can also be a sign of sanctity, which we saw with St. John Cavasso, right? It can, be a sign, it can also be, um, uh, but it can be a sign of possession, but it has to be, go with other signs because there's other possibilities in relationship to why whoa so he, he's just so calm mm-hmm. i love how he's just so calm about it. he's like yeah so sometimes they, they have they, superhuman strength they'll change shapes and i don't mean just making a face they'll they'll actually physically change the structure of how they appear they may even look like an animal <laughs> you're like, like what excuse just me just casually he's I like know. sometimes i'll see that you know mm-hmm. it's it's whatever like yeah. when you're like wait excuse me I if I saw somebody change into an animal, I know. I'm going to flip my shit. I know. He just glossed and rambled through the most interesting part of the whole thing to me. Yeah. It's kind of frustrating. Yeah. Like, what the fuck, dude? But in a way, I, maybe he needs to be that calm in yeah. order to properly do the exorcism, right? Because mm-hmm. if he's losing his mind yeah. over what he's seeing... Because that's, that's kind of, you would think like yeah, that but, would be the point of the shape shifting would be to like throw off the person yeah. 
that's, that's trying true. to exercise him. So he's got to maintain this like stoic calmness. Mm-hmm. I would think during the thing, but I think afterwards he'd be like, that <laughs> yeah. was fucked up. Did he'd be like, did you see that shit? Did you see that? That fucking, dude, she turned into a wolf. No, did you see that shit? That was wild. Yeah. I want to, I want to, um, like, I want to see that. Yeah, I want to see I kinda that I kind of want to, I want to, I want to, I don't want to be an exorcist, but I would love to attend. Yeah, I know. <laughs> if, if that shit's happening, I want to see it. I know, me too, but he just sort of, he just sort of rambled through it. Um, the thing that caught my ear the most, this is what I wrote, the thing that caught my ear the most was superhuman strength. I want to hear more about that, but sadly, he doesn't go into it. No, he doesn't like, circle back to mm-hmm. it? Nope. Oh. And I just feel the need to point out that it is super frustrating that he, he rambles like he does because I'm really interested in how this breaks down and it's hard to cut out clips because he never stops talking. He does this for a long time about what I would call the only boring part of exorcism and that's the part about how like sometimes people have disassociative identity disorder, formerly known as multiple personality mm-hmm. disorder. Mm-hmm. Um, they can look like they're possessed to the uninitiated, but he's been doing this long enough where he can tell. Well, he's number one, so mm-hmm. he's he's a pro. And like that, it was around this point when I started to learn that the the doctor, Doctor Marshall's questions are way way funnier and more entertaining than Chad is. And uh, <laughs> this next clip will explain that perfectly. And it's just going to cut off in the middle of Chad because you'll see why. <laughs> you know, we have all these confusing questions about transgender genderism and all that do angels have gender you know sometimes you see these spanish portraits of saint gabriel or Raphael, and they look like women mm. you got women complexion women hair and all that and then you see some depictions and they look like masculine warriors and all that right uh, you have a section and I, I skimmed it but could you talk about do 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 angels identify <laughs> are they gender fluid yeah um, what's what's the angelic gender uh well technically speaking they don't have gender because gender and gender is ordered towards reproduction ultimately i mean it's that's that structure of it it's also has obviously there's what they call primary sexual characteristics and secondary uh, sexual characteristics uh, yeah you see he why can't i can't just off? answer a damn question <laughs> yeah that's why i cut him off that question was really interesting and funny <laughs> and crazy. Yeah. And, and he was he, like, well, I'm going to get into the biblical science yeah. of it. And I, how do you ramble boringly about angel gender? But he does it and somehow also manages to get the definition of gender wrong at the same oh, time. Oh, yeah. Totally wrong. And the, the, the answer to the question is just no. They don't yeah. have gender. That's he it. Why can't he? He could have just, just stopped there. He could have just said he angels been like, don't have gender. They're, they're non-gendered. Mm-hmm. They're ungendered. But he takes forever to say it and he sucks and he has lots of <laughs> shitty things to say about gender that are just wrong. So I don't want to play anymore. Yeah, because, no, like, we don't want to give that airtime. Yeah, exactly. He just gets gender completely wrong. He just doesn't understand it. Mm. It's really lame. Um, it doesn't have anything to do with procreation, for the record. Gender is totally a human construction about like how we socialize, and it has nothing to do with procreation. Well, yeah, you and I know that, and I think most of our listeners know that. Jesus Christ. This guy didn't, though. Yeah, fucking asshole. So, like... In the middle of all this, he does have a lot of uh, more sexism to drop, and uh, he's just gonna do it casually. So I love it. Yeah, here, here, here's some more of that. Here we go. And so, um, and in my experience, um, in all the cases I've ever had, the demons always appear as men, unless their goal is to try and seduce. 
And so that's the character, that's the, the thing that you tend to see on, across the board. It doesn't mean that feminine nature is evil. It just means that that's the characteristics that they have that's they're more aligned with our masculine side. And so they manifest more in that way. Um, and whereas with um, whereas they if, they if they appear as a woman, it's because they're trying to seduce somebody, which they do from time to time in relationship to men. <sighs> Those wily women, yeah, always trying to seduce their men's. Yeah, so that that took a turn. Mm-hmm. That took a turn, and uh, we can't leave out some anti-trans comments. So they're gonna they're gonna do that too. So I'm gonna play that real quick. Oh, good. Yeah, so they can't they can't leave that out. But uh, I imagine the angels are he, just as God the Father identifies to use the language as he, right? Um, because they are pure spirits and they're intellect without a bodily similar to God in right. an analogous That's way. Right. So just as God is he, angels are he. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And I imagine, I mean, so you said the only time they manifest as female is seduced, but those would only be fallen angels. That's correct. So That's only correct. fallen angels are trans. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did I get exactly. that right? Well, it also what it does is it's very similar to the transgender situation is it's simulation. It's not true. Mm-hmm. So and so that's that's what they're doing. They're simulating um, something that's not proper to their true characteristics. Right. Now that was fucking horrible. Ew, that was, was so fucking bad. horrible. And so I, this is where things took a turn, and I, I have to just read what I wrote here because I have a lot of feelings at this point. <laughs> okay. He has officially made me have feelings. Mm. So I knew we would get here. I just didn't know how long it would take. It's all fun and games about demons and about how they make superhuman strength and priests banging witches in churches and about how Satan wants the Vatican. And, but then they can't help but reveal themselves to be ignorant, intolerant, bigot assholes. I feel like this is where I want to put them on time out. I watched more of this, and it becomes more and more obvious that they are using this weird mythology to justify their bigotry. This begins to run in the area of giving airtime to hate speech, and in my opinion, I find myself in a pickle. This is where I put the question to you. Should I go through all this and show how fucked up it is, or should we just talk about a guy who cut his own dick off? I think we should talk about a guy who cut his own dick off. That's what we're going to do next week, everybody. <laughs> Fuck these guys and fuck their bullshit. Next week, we're going to talk about a guy who cut his dick off. So stick around. So tune in next week. Have a Merry Christmas. Ah. I love you all. Good night.